This is Deepa from DeepaBarrow.com, and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep Beauty Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I know I say that every single week, but this one is extra special because I have my mentor and just overall amazing badass woman, Lauren Everett from the Skinny Confidential on the line. How are you doing today, Lauren? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited to see all the things that you've been doing. You're crushing it. You are amazing, honestly. So Lauren and I worked together for over a year and every week just sort of, you know, try to tackle the big things that I wanted to do and she gave me such amazing advice. And if you guys don't know about Lauren, because you know, honestly, you're probably hiding under a rock because Lauren is everywhere. You can find her at theskinnyconfidential.com. It's a blog that she started about six, seven years ago, and she's just been a trailblazer, just, you know, breaking down barriers, encouraging women to really just be vulnerable and be open with their journeys. And she's been incredibly open with her journey. You guys definitely go check it out. You're you're so incredibly brave. Thank you so much. That's very very nice. I I feel I was just telling you before we got on. I feel the same way about you with your journey that you Thank shared you. with your hair. I think that that was really open, and I hope that you know bloggers can continue to open up to their audiences and just we can kind of create a new narrative in this space besides kind of the facade that we've been showing off the past seven years. Well, I think like you are like the like. You are the perfect mix of what most women enjoy. We love the really pretty things. We love to put the effort in with the hair and the makeup, and we love to be surrounded by pretty things. But then you're also, you've got that mix where it's like, okay, well, my life is not perfect. This is, you know, what I'm going through. This is what I've been through. What I wanted to ask you is like, so you have been through quite a few things in life that have been really hard. How have you used that to drive you? Because a lot of people would have ended up completely the other way. I really think that it's really as simple as a choice. And and that's that's maybe not the complex answer that you want to hear, but I think it's it's making the choice if you're going to let something that's um, a struggle fuel you or you're going to let it victimize you. And I've always made the choice to not lead with any adversity, but instead use the adversity to fuel me. Um, And I think that, I think everyone has struggle in your life. And I think some people choose to lead with that and they kind of live in the story. And I've just really chosen, chosen a different, a different route, which is I've used it to fuel me and to drive me. And so every morning I wake up and there's days that I feel motivated or not motivated and tired and uninspired, but instead I really wake up and I really try to use, like I said, everything that's happened as fuel and as momentum and, and just really concentrate on the, the goal and, and implement systems and, you know, put my head down and do the work. No, that's amazing. Because honestly, like, I definitely people could have gone completely the other way. So it's nice to hear that you're saying that it's a choice because I think for a lot of people, they don't realize that, you know, they sort of... They, they hit a roadblock, something happens, and they're just more of that attitude where it's like, life is happening to me rather than me going and making it happen. Totally. And I think that where the Skinny Confidential comes in and where I hope that I can affect other women's lives is it's like you can create your own future. You can lay it out. You can design your life. Um, I really do think that if I had not designed my life, I would still be bartending and cocktail waitressing. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but... I've literally taken, you know, nothing and designed it in the way where how I want it. You know, Michael and I 
have designed this life together where we can go travel and we, we can be to the tune of our own drum. And, and that was very laid out and very thought out and not some that just sort of happened. So I hope that, that women reading my blog can just really gain inspiration from that and apply it to their own life and design their own future. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Okay, so one thing that I, I want to uh, talk to you about and maybe you can share with the people that are listening um, you have a shit ton of confidence. You have so much confidence. Um, and it's, it's very inspiring to see where does that come from? And have you always been this way? And do you have any tips for people on building their own confidence? Yeah. I mean, I think I would have to say that maybe that was instilled in me by my parents. I mean, um, you know, my, I grew up in a, in a environment that was very non-judgmental. I, I see a lot of children getting judged by their parents when what they need is just compassion. Um, and, and I think that, that what it comes down to, though, at the end of the day is just, I don't know if you can cuss on your podcast, but just not giving a fuck what anyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, if, I could, if I cared about what everyone thought, I think it would make me feel insecure. Yeah. Um, but I just really made made a conscious choice to just really, I always say this, but stay in my own lane and focus on my own shit. And if if, if it doesn't work for someone else, that doesn't really matter because it's not their life. Right. Um, and I've, I've been like that ever since I was little where I just want to do things my way. And listen, it's gotten me into a lot of trouble many times. Like there's a lot of times that maybe it doesn't work for me, but I do think that, that confidence... Um, was around me my parents I think that um, ever since I was in high school and little and and, and elementary school I've just always wanted to do things my way and I I also think that's a choice too you know right that's something you can wake up with and and you can you can worry about what everyone else thinks or you can just focus on your own lane right yeah no so true and then so if somebody's listening and they kind of want to um you know, if they're, if they're on social media or whatever, there's always bullies online, regardless of what industry you're in. But if they are faced with sort of that criticism, that bullying, that hate, what, what do you have to say in terms of like how to deal with that? I think that if you don't have people that don't like you, you're not like, you're not doing it right. I I think that I I think you, there's, you're not going to be for everyone. That's, that's such uh, to think that you're going to be for everyone, in my opinion, is a mistake. Right. Um, I agree. So many successful people in history, if you look back, that that did it their own way. I mean, you take Marilyn Monroe, who's iconic. She mm-hmm. she did it completely her own way. She 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 did what she wanted when she wanted. And I think that even if you look at now today's influencers, like the Kardashians, mm-hmm. they're they're making a a killing off being themselves. Right. So I think that that you're, if you want to make a difference, you're going to ruffle people's feathers and you're going to get bullied. And there's going to be things that people say that you don't like. Um, when I get bullied online, I, I do a couple different things. I ignore it. If, it. if it has no merit and it makes no sense and it's just that they're having a bad day yeah. and they're bitter. And you, I mean, you feel it. You feel what kind of comment it is. And if it's not something constructive, I leave it alone. Right. If it's something that's awful and disgusting and they're just doing, they're just being completely malicious and it, I just want it out of my energy, I delete it. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that maybe the person is right and, and I, I it deserves a response, I'll respond to in a constructive way. I'm, I'm not looking for a fight online. I, I have a very limited amount of energy every day and I don't put 
one speck of it towards online bullies. It's, I mean, they're behind a computer. It's, at the end of the day, you have to feel empathy for them. Right. Yeah, definitely. That is the key. Empathy is huge. Because if you can't feel that, then you're going to just always take it so negatively. Totally. Yeah. And it's not about you. You know, it's not about you. If there's bullies online, it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. I, I learned that um, I was in London with Michael and I had like the most awful comment and it ruined my whole day. And Michael looked at me and was just like, just like, you got to stop focusing. It's so it's so heavy on your energy and it's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. And he said that. And for some reason I, I had this epiphany there just not to focus on it. And I haven't ever since. And that was a choice. Um, it, it really has nothing to do with me while some, why someone's behind a computer spewing hate. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Michael, so now, um, so if for the people that are listening that don't know Michael, um, and Lauren, Michael works with Lauren and has really helped with, you always say the business side of the skinny confidential, um, for women that are listening or just people that are listening in general, when it comes to picking a partner, a life partner, do you have any advice for them to, cause I find that a lot of people just sort of get in a relationship and they're just sort of stuck with that person. And maybe that person isn't right for them. Maybe they're not kind. Maybe they're not encouraging. Do you have any advice for, for people on what to look for when it comes to picking the right partner? I, have a very strong opinion about this. I do not think you should settle. And this, I'm going to actually say, I do not think I should settle because I don't want to give blanket advice. I would not settle if it weren't for Michael. Like I, I settling and just doing something because society's told you that you have to get married and have kids is bullshit. Right. I I would rather be alone and live with my chihuahuas, like 50 of them if (laughs) I was single. Um, and, and do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, then live with someone that was not the right team for me. Yes, um, totally. You know, Michael and I are on a team. It's not just about our relationship. We both have the same goals. We're both committed to the same goals. We have a very similar work ethic. Um, we always want to make each other, you know, look the best that we can look. But also, we also love to bring each other's egos down, which is really fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I would, I can say, I think I would be dead single right now if it weren't for Michael. And I think I, I'm, I'm in a secret Facebook group for the Skinny Confidential. And I see, uh, you know, some women that um, are in relationships that, th- that they're not happy in. And I would just tell them to only be in a relationship that's providing you fuel. Uh, oh, and I think that that like starts that. with you. I definitely think it starts with you. I don't think you should look to someone else to give you um you know, confidence or, or, you know, give, look to someone else to give you fuel. But I do think that it's important that the person that you're in, in the relationship with is committed, like I said, to the same goals and it's constructive. Uh, and I just think that you don't need to be married at a certain time. You don't need to have kids at a certain time. You do what works for you. Yes. No, I totally agree with that. I think that that's one thing that I really really drew me to your blog in the first place um, was just you just being so fearless and just being yourself and just not listening, you know, and not caring about what other people think about what your journey is. And and I think yeah. it, uh, it also speaks very highly of Michael that you would say that, you know, you would not settle for anything be- 
but the best for you and that, you know, you two are together, you know, so it does speak very highly of him. And he's, he's a great guy too. He is. He's really annoying sometimes. Like <laughs> right now he's eating pretzels and flicking the pretzel flakes on me. So he can be really <laughs> annoying. Uh, but, but, but that's part of it. That's definitely part exactly, of it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And I will say that Michael and, my, and I do not have a perfect relationship. It's something that we have to work at just like anything. It's yeah. a constant open line of communication and there's, certainly times that we fight and and we work together now so that's a whole different dynamic um but i just think if you are committed to those same goals that it it makes it easier to get through that actually leads me to my next question do you have any tips for people that are listening that are thinking about working with their partner i mean expect for there to be a lot of bumps it's at least in, in my case it's it's been something where him and i are very opinionated in our separate jobs. Michael, um, the co-founder of JetBed, which corporate and private aircraft bedding, um, I'm not saying right, bedding for corporate and private aircraft, and then uh, beds. And then he also, he is, uh, he launched Dear Media with Digital Brand Architects, and it's a podcast network for women. So, so he certainly has his own things. And then I have my, my blog, my, my social, that's all mine, but we came together to do the podcast. And so I think that it's important if you're going to work with your significant other for us, at least was to have our own separate thing and then have something together. But it was, it has been a lot of work in the sense that it's something that you have to practice. It's like, it's like any relationship you have to practice and see what works for someone and what doesn't work and how hard you can press. It's kind of, I, I always say this, but it is, it's like a dance. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, the more you do it, the better. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Our first so, 10 podcast episodes were quite interesting. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah. You guys have to check out her, her podcast. It's hilarious. She definitely um, curses a lot more than I do. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally cool. And but it's so it's funny. And you definitely do, I think, tackle a lot of very heavy issues that a lot of people want to listen to and hear about. So thank you. It's great. You guys can I'm going to link everything about um, for Lauren on the blog post for this episode. So you guys will be able to access everything to do with Lauren and this giving confidential there. Um, but another question that I wanted to ask, okay, so this one is, this is kind of selfish. This one is for me. Um, so sometimes when you're sitting there and you're looking at the field that you're in or the career that you're in, you tend to see, you see that it can be very saturated. You know, for me personally, the whole beauty YouTube industry, there's so many people that are trying to do the same thing. And even for yourself, like with lifestyle blogging, there are a shit ton of lifestyle bloggers out there. So what sort of keeps you sort of motivated despite all of that? Well, first of all, I don't think the industry is too saturated. I think that people are saying that, but like, let's think of it like acting, right? That's like Angelina Jolie when she was 14 or 15 or 16 coming into the movie industry and saying, you know what? It's too saturated, so I'm not going to go for it. I think if you have the talent, the discipline, the patience, and the drive, you mm-hmm. are can completely break into the industry. I think that it, I think that this industry isn't too packed. Like really, compare it to the movie industry. I mean, if every upcoming, I mean, if, if the girl that was in Stranger Things had said, you know what, this industry is too saturated. I'm not going to go into it. She's going to be a huge star. Yeah. Uh, you just have to come into this industry with something to say that's that's different than everyone else, and you have to take a stance. I think that, you know, the days of just 
pretty pictures are are going away. Mm-hmm. I think people want more depth. Definitely. Um, and so I think stand out. You do if you, if you want to be a true influencer. I do think you need to open yourself up to your audience. It's all about that audience connection. Um, and I think you have to find find your niche, whatever that is. Um, you know, my niche is definitely tackling taboo subjects and, and talking about it with my audience and having a community that um, connects with each other. And it's not just about you know, me. It's like, yeah. how much value can I provide to them so they can go off and live their best life? Yeah. Um, I love to bring different experts and researchers on and give my opinion, but then they can kind of leave with their own opinion. Yeah. I think I think that if you're out there and you're listening and you want to be a blogger or YouTuber and you're thinking it's too saturated, I think you're thinking the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you're you're wasting your energy and your thought process on thinking something's too saturated when this has just started. It's just begun. I mean, in, in 10 to 20 years, this is going to be like the movie industry. In, in a different way, of course, because celebrity is a completely different thing than an influencer, but it is going to be this industry with a lot of different layers and a lot of different players. And there's there's room for a lot of different types of people. Yes, I totally agree with that. Um, I get a lot of people asking me, well, do you think YouTube's going to be around for like, you know, another, like, how long do you think it's going to last? And I'm like, aren't newspapers still around? You know, and how long ago did that start? Exactly. So. I YouTube, that's like saying in 1950, do you think the television will still be around? Exactly. Like YouTube's here to stay. Like you can embrace it or you can sit around and think this is too saturated. So I'm not going to get into it. I feel like that's an excuse. And to me, you have such a unique voice and such a unique standpoint and, and you bring a lot of different things to the table. So I think that you should feel like, like you're good to go and you should feel energized. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So our last question Everybody has their days when they just feel, you know, tired and they don't want to get out of bed and they have like, you know, a lot of stuff to do, but they just cannot pull themselves together to get it done. What motivates you? Like what keeps you just like going and getting it all done? I think that's something that you learn as you go. I've been blogging for eight years and, um, you know, there are definitely days like Sunday. I just was completely depleted. I could, I could recognize that if I was a cell phone, my battery was on 1%. And I like, I have to step back for a minute and be like, okay, am I going to be effective right now? No. So for me, what to do was completely rest that whole entire day so I can have fuel for Monday. You know, my, my assistant just said to me the other day, she goes, it seems like when you do meetups and meet and greets and stuff, you're really tired the day after you should schedule, you know, like five hours of that day to rest and replenish. I think that's really important to recognize when your energy's low. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have started saying no to a lot of things. My For eight years, I said yes to everything, literally everything. Like even like I, I, there was like an eighth grader that wanted to interview me. Like I would, I would say yes to everything. I think that now it's time for me to really focus on growing the business or else it's, it's not going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've started to say no, which has been super different for me. Um, and I think, I think it's about a couple of things. I think you need to recharge. I think you need to be able to learn to say no when it's right. If you're just starting in this business, I would say yes to everything for a long time. And then, you know, then it is maybe time to say no to a couple of things. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think you have to just to sometimes kick your own ass and do the work. I mean, there's many times I wake up that I'm tired, but I'm like, you know, this is what we're doing. I need to do it. I, I always say that if I need to lay my head down on the pillow every night and feel like I've done something to 
better myself and build my business. Um, and before I go to bed all the time, I always think about those two things. Like, what could I have done better today? Something that runs through my head all the time. Even if it's something like so little, like, oh, you know, I didn't need to go further with that fight with Michael or just something like really small like that. Yeah. Um, you know, that helps. And then also running through my head, what have I done to grow any confidential? Um, and, and that's really important. And even if it's something like, you know, I did this really great giveaway for the community, that's something that, that would be considered growing it. So those are two questions I ask myself. But overall, I think it's a lot of self-discipline and mental toughness and just doing it. And, and you know, Jocko Willink always says, is that how you say his last name? Um, discipline equals freedom. And oh, it, it does. That's it does. so good. And so whenever I feel just like so uninspired and I just don't want to put up that extra content or I'm having a bad day, I think of that. And the more discipline you have, the more freedom you have. So that's something that runs through my head a lot. That's amazing. I love that. That is, that's tweetable. Totally. For sure. Everybody go print it out, put it on your fridge. You can see it every single day. I love that. So perfect. But um, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate all of the wisdom that you've shared with the audience, I'm sure they're going to take away so much from this. And I just wish you nothing but tremendous, tremendous success because you really, like I can say firsthand that I know what it's like from you, like how giving you are and how just selfless you are to help other women in this industry. And, and it's really, truly, it's going to be like, it's going to pay back big time. For well, sure. I just have to shout out you and say that I mentored you, I think, for like eight months, right? It was about eight months, six months. How long was it? I think it was close to a year. It was close to a year, and i just seen you flourish, and I've seen, I've seen your content flourish. Um, you're doing such an amazing job with YouTube and your podcast and posting, and I had such a great time mentoring you. Um, you know, Aww. that I think at the end of the day, the contribution aspect is what really gets me going and see what you've done and what you're doing with it. I'm just really proud of you and you're kicking ass. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's, that's awesome. It's hard sometimes, like, you know what it's like, your head's down every day, you're just putting in the work, but it's really nice to hear that. Yeah, you're rinsing and repeating. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's your, that's one of my favorite sayings of yours. Rinse and repeat. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, though, right? That's what you got to do. Thank you for having me. No problem. So guys, don't forget, check out the blog post. You guys can see all of her links there. Check out the skinnyconfidential.com. Lauren is amazing. Thanks again, Lauren. Thank you for having me, Deepa.